and we do the Brahma Vihara chant in English. The four boundless qualities. And as I said yesterday, these are actually meditation instructions. Now let us make the four boundless qualities shine forth. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving-kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with compassion, Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with compassion, Abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with gladness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with gladness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with equanimity. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with equanimity, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. <coughs> so allowing this... Uh, just to sink in. Sink into the mind, into the heart and into the body as well. Mm -hmm. 
And the Brahma Vihara training starts with metta, which is like a, a caring quality or like a, a wish to protect also. And, uh, and a capacity for an intimate connection with uh, the flow of life, how it presents itself within ourselves, in others, human and non-human. We see a few cats here also on the screen. And, you know, everything in between, near and far, born and not yet born, all beings and uh, so metta you know opens the heart gently and the word metta is also related to the word mitta which means friend yeah, so being a friend to oneself we'll start with that and you know being a friend to our you know, cognitive experience to our emotional experience and to our uh, somatic experience, all level of experience, you know, allowing them to just be what they are and, and holding them in the cradle of loving kindness, just allowing them to be what they are, like a little sweet being, you know, which we, a baby, for example, so we use we use a, a skillful means. We use an object, you know, which arouses this natural meta response in ourselves, and then spread it out slowly through the body and then beyond the body, boundless. And then you know, through feeling enriched in this way, the mind is happy to let go. The mind is happy enough to let go. And that's the, you know, that's the, what's working behind the scenes, so to say. We are allowing that, that sense of happiness to spread on all levels, cognitive, emotional, and somatically. And then it's much easier for the mind to let go because it's already happy, because we are all you know, looking for happiness and then, you know, we get lost in the senses because that's like the first obvious place to go. But this practice teaches us that there is a happiness which is independent of the senses. Even, you know, as when we are starting with an image, skillful means, we do actually use the sense, we should use the mind sense, you know, to visualize maybe a, a sweet being like a baby or a puppy or a kitten. But then, you know, once it's the meta has come about and is flowing, then we can drop that. So just let us start by finding a posture which we can sustain for 45 minutes. And then for a moment, just bring up your motivation, your intention, why you are here today. Why are you meditating?
then just uh, allow the mind to rest on the body as the body rests on the cushion on the chair and just simply your being with your experience as it is right now So how does the body feel right now? Is there a sense of ease and relaxation or you know, did you have to do some troubleshooting just shortly before you sat down? Feel a little bit tense maybe and everything in between. Just noticing it. And then you're bringing up an image of a being which arouses a natural sense of caring and wanting to protect. Sweet feeling in the heart. In my case, I would probably bring up a little animal or a baby. So nature, you know, knows exactly how to arouse this uh, sense of wanting to protect by making babies and human and animal babies, making them look really, really sweet so that the heart automatically you know, opens up. Just uh, being aware of the sensation in the chest area, the gentleness, the softness, the openness, this natural response of wanting to may all beings be happy. which includes ourselves. So with the in-breath, you know, really savoring that feeling in the body. And if you like, you can also bring up that sentence in the mind, may all beings be happy. So with the in-breath, noticing the feeling and with the out-breath, just gently spreading it out throughout the chest area and throughout the whole body. 
And if you find it helpful, you know, that you visualize that uh, energy with a color, then you can do that too, maybe pink or just a bright light. A warm light. So that's the first stage of the practice. We can call it a doing matter because we are making a bit of an effort using the sensation of matter as a skillful means, as an object to focus the mind on. So it gains some stability. So at this point, you know, it's a, we can call it a samadhi practice, like stabilizing the mind on the object so that it doesn't go off into thinking about this and thinking about that. And if the mind wanders off, and we notice it, we just gently bring it back to the image or to the sensation or to the sentence. Mantra. Or we can do all three at once as well. Whatever works best for you. image, sensation or mantra or all three. If you choose to do with all three that is makes the mind very occupied which is good because then it has to just submit and not go all over the shop thinking about this and thinking about that. So may all beings be happy. And that's, you know, we can call that an effortless effort. So it's not forcing the light to be strong or anything. It was just, just gently attending to it. And if the mind wanders off, just every time dropping that thought, dropping the worry, and coming back to the simplicity of may all beings be happy. And if you're getting, you know, completely hijacked by a thought, and totally, you know, losing the meditation object and just uh, checking what's the underlying current here. What's the feeling? You know, which got us into that mind, into that salt. If it's a pleasant feeling, it most likely is related to greed. If it's an unpleasant feeling, 
be related to aversion. And if it's neither of both, then it's just like ambling around as a delusion. All three are actually delusion. And then noticing that, you know, how we got hijacked by that feeling down. And then we can just drop it and come back again. And maybe we have to bring up the image again of the sweet being. And then start again with the mantra, may all beings be happy. And just paying attention to the sensation in the chest area as it comes back. And also, you know, including that in the meditation, doing that with a sense of metta as well, because that's normal for the mind to wander. The point is just that we, as soon as we are noticing it, that we are dropping that. And over the years of training, that becomes easier and easier which is, you know, simply that the attachment to our habitual thought patterns gets worn down. And that's really why we are doing this. And then openings start to happen, insights start to come through. But it all needs to start with that uh, gentle acceptance of what's happening. Uh, being a friend to oneself, if one can do that, then can, one can be a friend to others. So with the in-breath, we're becoming aware of metta in the body and in the mind, in the heart. And with the out-breath, we're just allowing it to spread out into the body and beyond the body, into the space. In all directions, in front, to one side, behind, and to the other side, above and below, just as it was said in the chanting before, sitting in an orb of metta. And allowing that metta to radiate out as far as it wants to. And with the impress then connected with the source where it wells up in the heart area, this endless flow of metta.
So with the in-press, being aware of how it feels and also how the body responds, you know, body relaxes, shoulders go down probably a little, breath gets deeper and with the out-press just allowing the matter to gently spread out all around, above and below, out into space, which doesn't end at the walls of this room, but just goes on limitless. immeasurable and just noticing you know, the pleasantness of the mind and heart which is suffused with matter And that's a different kind of pleasant feeling than a so-called worldly pleasant feeling which comes from good food or good music or good friendship. It's a different kind of pleasure which isn't dependent on anything. But it just comes from a mind which is free from wanting anything. So very subtle and very simple. It's just a, a different kind of pleasant feeling which in the scriptures is called unworldly pleasant feeling. And it's not connected with any kind of attachment or grasping, but it has all to do with expansion.
So there's a total relief from wanting anything. And just, you know, savoring that, you know, educating the mind about that and the heart, that there is a, a sense of pleasure and of well-being which is independent of the senses. So with the in-press, you know, savoring that feeling in the body. And with the out-press, just gently allowing it to radiate out in all directions, above and below. Whenever the mind you know wanders off into wanting to think about something, just gently bring it back and if it wanders off for longer, just checking underneath what's the feeling tone. Some kind of fear, you know, of needing to worry about something. Just notice that and then drop it. There's nothing we need to do right now other than just being here with this uh, feeling of metta. And if the mind, you know, comes up, but I, uh, 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 all of that, just holding it in the cradle of metta, like a little baby and say, it's okay, you can just stay here now. including it Just simply sitting with the sensation of metta, the feeling of it. It's not an emotion, but it's a universal 
tone of empathy, it's called, or a dimension of the heart, which we can evoke through practice. So whenever, you know, some feeling or some thought comes up, just uh, including it and just keep on going. Going through that. It's almost like melting it into the matter. The wisdom, you know, the inside practices are often compared with and with a sword of wisdom, cutting it through. And the Brahmavihara practices, the warm practices, is more like melting it, melting it down.
So being a friend to oneself, allowing things to be what they are. And there's a sense of acceptance and uh, openness. Just being aware of the spaciousness of the mind state and using that then a spaciousness as a object. Now dropping the sensation of meta and becoming more aware of the spaciousness. You know, we can, uh, as a skillful means, you you know, can um, go about that by listening to the space. As a man of speaking, listening to the space. The silence and the space, which is the same. It's immeasurable. And the building you're sitting in is, is inside that silence, inside that space. Planet Earth is in the space. The whole solar system is in the space. The whole universe is in the space. So being aware of spaciousness. Being aware of space. And if you notice that you know, the mind wants to contract around the thought, just notice that and come back to listening to the spaciousness. It's, you know, it's normal for the mind which isn't used to that vastness to want to contract. The sense maybe are trembling as a little bit of unease just noticing it and coming back, just going through that.
just you know, getting used to that vastness which is always here and you know, not in order to you know check out from life but to have see it all in perspective balancing our identification you know with everything out by noticing this as well the vastness within which everything arises and ceases And maybe also you can, uh, you know, experience it as a sensation in the body that uh, a vibration. You know, it becomes kind of accessible when the mind is really wide open, and not lost in in some particular problem or wanting or not wanting hope and fear then the mind has this other dimension available this this fullness of emptiness which is a, a paradox and can't be explained but we can know it through direct experience So whenever you notice, you know, the mind wants to shut down again, wants to hold on to something, just gently notice it, but don't go with it. Just stay listening. It's like, you know, an old scroll of papyrus or paper, you know, which was rolled up for many, many years. When you unroll it, it always comes back again. It's that kind of uh, mechanism which operates with the mind, which is used to constantly chew on some issue of wanting or not wanting. And then when we, you know, direct it to open up to this vastness it just wants to go back and that can be noted with gentleness but we don't need to follow it we can just choose to stay with the vastness a 
deconditioning the mind, deconstructing those habitual patterns. And then we need to tolerate the feelings, the feeling tones, Vedana, which is kicked up by that process. And that's okay. If we can be a friend to ourselves, we can do that. So knowing the vastness, the spaciousness, immeasurable space, boundless space, and then as a next level, you know, dropping the spaciousness and just being aware of that which knows the spaciousness. The knowing itself, making a U-turn, so to say, looking at the knowing itself, being aware of awareness, turning inward and dropping the perception of space, being aware of the knowing. So the subject takes itself as an object. like looking in a mirror there's nothing which needs to be done being aware of the knowing like the sky there's all kinds of clouds and birds moving through we don't need to hold on to any of them being aware of the knowing, being aware of awareness, and being awareness, being in the center of that knowing.
and dropping the ego, just knowing. And noticing, you know, the lightness of a mind which is free from any compulsions temporarily. I mean, all of the uh, kilesa, the defilements, you know, have gone into abeyance for some time, a temporary liberation of the mind through meta and then space awareness just being the knowing At the same time, are grounded in the body. It's not floating away in space, but grounded in the body and aware of awareness, which is permeating the whole body, and at the same time, the body is in awareness. And then also becoming aware of the flow of uh, experience, which is still happening, like clouds moving through the sky, sensations in the body, maybe a thought here and there, hearing my voice, feeling the breath, just being aware of impermanence. 
you know, a mind which is really spacious and at ease can pay full attention to impermanence and allow that recognition and wash away the craving in the mind and in the heart. Through just, you know, a reality check. The mind responds. The mind responds to truth. Which is, you know, normally always covered over with all kinds of concerns. But if the mind is open like this, it can really see deeply, it sinks in and does its work because it's a natural law. And then letting go is the fruit of that process. <coughs> and with that letting go also, you know, the all other Brahma-viharas, Karuna, compassion, Mudita, sympathetic joy and equanimity, Upeka, they all come forth from that spaciousness and clear seeing and letting go. And then we can come back again, you know, turning our mindfulness more towards the body now as it is sitting here, dropping the vastness. We can come back to it anytime, just coming back into the body more fully as it sits on the ground or on the cushion, on the chair, earth element. Structure. particularly in our bones and in our teeth and fingernails, we can be aware of that earth element. And in a 
two minutes or so I'm going to ring the bell So really, you know, taking in the capacity of the mind, which is able to pay attention to immeasurable vastness and also to, like, the teeth in the mouth. And the trained mind is able to go between those extremes very quickly, whatever is needed. Becomes very malleable and smooth process. A mind which is really well trained, can be our best friend. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.